0: Hi, I'm Tony. And I'm Patrick. And we'd like to welcome you to Cave to the Cross Apologetics. We are working our way through an, uh, Professor Nancy Piercy's book on, called Finding Truth, Five Principles for Unmasking Atheism, Secularism, and Other God Substitutes. Right. And uh, we have just finished our crit- her critique, right, briefly, of uh, postmodernism. She kind of explained it, and then she pointed out at least some of the things that were problematic with it. And then showed briefly how Christianity kind of overcome those types of right. things, right? So next what she does is move uh, to considering from this perspective, that is reductionism, right? So this is principle number two, mm-hmm. identify the reductionism. And so from that perspective, she wants to look at uh, two, re- two religions, pantheism and uh, Islam. So let's take up her... Uh, her um, um, Discussion of pantheism. Right. Right. And this section is called Pantheism versus You, which is kind of interesting, right? Because what she's going to say here is that in pantheism, there is no you. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she says pantheism is typically summarized as the doctrine that God is the universe and the universe is God, right? So pan means all, and of course theism means God. So God is called the one or the all. The world. Uh, is seen as a manifestation or emanation of the divine essence, right? And so we're all, you know, the whole world is part of this. In pantheism, the divine is an underlying spiritual unity, the one. What slips through the problem here, at least part of the problem, she says, what slips through the sieve here is uh, diversity. There is no diversity. There is no difference. There is no individuality, right? She says, "Yeah, yeah, just one. In Hinduism, your individual identity is actually called Maya, uh, Maya, uh, which means illusion, right? So our individual, you are an illusion. Sorry, Patrick. Right. <laughs> well, you are too, so yeah, it's okay. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah, what goes around comes around, <laughs> right? Uh, it is regarded as the cause of evil, uh, selfishness, greed, and war. The goal of, them, of meditation then is to dissolve your sense of being a separate self By merging with the cosmic one, the undifferentiated, right? Like a drop of water dissipates into an ocean. That's the kind of thing, right? In Buddhism, for instance, the word nirvana means literally to become extinguished,
1: right? there's, there's, there's that uh, um, kind of quote from kind of uh, Buddhist philosophy is um, uh, how do I, uh, how how do I transcend, and uh, uh, the the yogi or the monk or whoever uh, tells the individual that they have to get r- rid of uh, the word how and the word I, and so it's just transcend. So it's it's one of those <laughs> abilities to just kind of almost say nothing mm-hmm. and sound super smart.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Of course, if you say nothing, it's hard to sound anything. Right. Well, that's what that's what Nirvana is going to get you. It's yeah. This, okay. This, gotcha. This really good place that we want to become extinguished. So, what's the problem here? Well, she says the the implicit message then in this type of approach is that the individual self has so little value that it ought to be dissolved into the one. Yeah. Right. So, no value for individuals. It was never really there in the first place. It was an illusion. Right. So another uh, reason pantheism leads, she suggests here, to a lower view of human life is that the divine is non-personal. Right. Right? So there's no personal uh, divine here, right? In classic pantheism, the concept of the divine is not a personal deity who thinks, wills, feels, and acts. Instead, it is a non-personal, non-thinking, non-acting spiritual substratum underlying all things. Right. Right. She quotes here a former uh, Zen Buddhist who uh, converted to Christianity uh, saying, uh, explains that uh, in pantheism, the divine is, quote, an unconscious and impersonal essence, which may be called God or nature, or uh, the absolute oneness, right, end quote. So yeah. as a result, surprisingly, she says, pantheism is not all that different from materialism, mm-hmm. right? It's, uh, it's kind of the flip side of the coin, she says. Materialism uh, claims that everything consists of material stuff, and pantheism claims that everything consists of spiritual stuff, right? right? Both are non-personal, and so, so, you know, again, pantheism versus you.
1: Right? Yeah. So you're 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 wanting to meld into this this oneness, and so you step into like a river, and that river is rushing by and all of a sudden your body starts to form into the river itself, and soon you become one with the river. And so where's the you? Well, it's no longer there, it's just the river. And so you have to be content with the fact that Uh, Your yourself is is done away with and and you've you've done all the uh, you've you've uh, merged away all the evil and bad stuff and individualism and the wants and desires and you've just become part of the river and that's kind of your great mission in life Mm -hmm. although you know. To, what, to, what's the point of get out your of your the
0: cycle of samsara and become part of the one?
1: Right. right is it? Yeah, and, and, and ironically, uh, th- this kind of uh, is similar to uh, the end stage for Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses have this idea that um, that that you yourself, um, uh, when, when if if you were to to um, kind of be resurrected on Judgment Day, you gets just thrown away with and 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 done. And so the you that comes back and is formulated is in the in the perfect mind of God. Mm. And so it's not really you that comes back; it's God's mental image of you recreated. Mm. So. What's the point of you wanting to, to to reach the end goal if you aren't there at the end? Yeah, it, it, yeah. Sure, it's some version of you, right. but that's that's not the the, the you that you want. The you that were you that yeah. was you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's 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 the 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 secondary you uh, <laughs> prime. <laughs> she says that uh, both materialism
0: and pantheism define ultimate reality. Notice in non personal terms. And therefore, both fail to account for human personhood, yeah. right? So they depersonalize us. Really, is what what's going on here? They end up denying, de- uh, de- uh, degenerating, and devaluing the unique features of human persons. And humans are reduced. There it is, the reductionism, right? To products of non-personal forces. The individual, as you were suggesting, dissolves, right? And she says into the rock of the mountainside or the river or, or whatever. Yeah. Right?
1: And why do those things need more substance than me? I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she says the puzzling question is why these worldviews are, are, are at all popular. After all, uh, we long for most of all is to be known and loved for who we, who we are as unique persons, yeah. right? And uh, a longing that can only be met if the divine is a person and so the god of christianity does not ease our individ- erase our individual or a race rather our individual identity but actually affirms it right god affirms our individual identity he calls us to become ever more fully the unique individuals we were created to be contrary to eastern mysticism she tells us the goal is not to suppress our desires right that's uh, buddhism uh-huh. Uh, but to direct them to what truly satisfies—to a passionate love relationship with the ultimate transcendent person. Right. Right. So, uh, just the opposite of what this particular pantheistic yeah. type of uh, philosophy or
1: uh, religion yeah. teaches. Yeah. So you you don't dissolve yourself and and are done away with in you know, you know the, these uh, shaving your head and and same robes and um, the the the, the teachers you go to are, are those that are further along the path of denying themselves, but yet they're in a position of authority, which seems odd too. Um, but God uses your individual uniqueness for, for his purpose and his glory. Yeah. All right. So uh, we've covered something that uh, is uh, atheistic in materialism. We've covered something that's atheistic in, in uh, postmodernism. We've covered something that is Polytheistic, super polytheistic, pantheism, Uh, and now what do we do when we come face to face with a monotheistic version uh, like Islam? Mm. And so, um, does does our does our Romans one challenge still hold here? Uh, Does does Islam? with this different view of who God is, does it uh, um, also enter into this um, uh, devaluing uh, humanity in, in mm-hmm. some way that this, is, this is reductionism yeah.
0: that was, and that results in devaluing of right, humans. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So uh, we won't get into the the idea of, you know, does, does the, the Muslim God equal the same thing as the Judeo Christian God? Uh, but we can come to an agreement that uh our version of Jesus and their version of Jesus, uh, someone's wrong. Right. M- maybe both, sure. Uh, but uh, but th- there's a differences that, it, that you can point to. Uh, the Quran teaches that Jesus is not divine, but is only a messenger of Allah. Um, and uh, that um, that uh, the Quran can emphasizes emphasize the unity and oneness of God. It can be said that the version of very raison d'etre, Of Islam is to assert in a final and categorical manner uh, the oneness of God and the nothingness of all before the majesty of that one, Mm. and that is very prominent. I I mean, um, uh, the the monotheism uh, in 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 uh, Islam is absolute. There there is no concept of a Trinity. uh, That's uh, I I believe the term is tawheed. To to uh, it's blasphemous uh, Mm. to the point of damnation. Mm -hmm. um, That that's that's done there. So as a consequence, then, the Islamic concept of divinity is missing a key element of personhood. Uh, for example, consider the qualities associated with the relationship. Only within a relationship can God express interpersonal attributes such as love, sympathy, in- intimacy, self-giving, and communication. Only distinctions between persons can there be uh, giving and taking, uh, in initiating, responding, sharing, and self-reflection, union, and communion. So uh, when we say things like God is love— well, uh, that, that's that's a characteristic version of God. That God doesn't learn to love, um, and it's part uh, of the nature. Of yeah, ha- having, having just a, a complete oneness of Himself, no no three persons in a Godhead. Uh, God must create and then learn to love. So, in in a God who is just
0: one, if that God is going to love. That God has to create something to love, and therefore, God's ability to love, we might say, is or or God's actual loving is dependent on God's creation. Right. 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 Because you have, He has to create in order to
1: love. Because love has, you have to have relationship. There's, there's another thing. Focused you know, yeah. with, within with, within yeah. that. I love and, my car. And, of course,
0: <laughs> clearly uh, in monotheistic religions like this, they would not want to say that God is dependent on his creation. Right, right.
1: right. For anything. And and, right. and we would agree. Yeah. We would agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, so Christianity solves that issue, right?
1: Yeah, right. right. Uh, for God to be fully personal, then, capable of love and community, there must be genuine plurality within the divine being itself. Historic Christian theology teaches that these interpersonal attributes – were expressed from all eternity among three persons of the Trinity and this way, Christianity is able to maintain within the Godhead the highest con- conception of what it means to be a personal being, mm-hmm. self-reliance,
0: right, right, love, sympathy, intimacy, uh, communication, all of those types of right. things. Then is allowed for in the in the triune God, right. and is not allowed for if God is just one until after that God creates. Right. And again, that makes God dependent. Yeah, he was creation, need,
1: need to create. Yeah. And so uh, we, we might ask something like, uh, "Can God be a, a judge? Can he? Can he? Th- can he learn judgment? Uh, because that, then he has to create, right? Well, judge being a judge isn't a characteristic imbued upon him. That's a role that he takes on. Mm. So, if 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 you were to come, uh, uh, a Muslim were, were to ask you that, well. It, God needs us in order to judge us and separate the the sheep from the goats, right? And so uh, he's dependent on us in order to be a judge. Well, judgment is something that that he takes on as far as a role, but not something that's a characteristic within himself. Uh, So only a God of love is fully personal. Thus, the Trinity is crucial for maintaining a fully personal concept of God. And uh, as... um, uh, this explains a, a, a great deal of Muslim worship consistent in near-mechanical rituals. Worships uh, recite the Quran in unison, word for word, by memory, in the original Arabic. Uh, to quote uh, that this person, is, its spiritu- spirituality is repetitious and impersonal, uh, not a chosen, deliberate love of God from all your heart, mind, and soul. And so this, this uh, oneness, this this uh, need to be separate from... from um, uh, kind of his people. Um, that, that's what uh, the, the kind of the type of uh, uh, God, Allah, is mm-hmm. that Muslims are worshiping. Um, th- this is uh, acceptable, the author says, because in Islam, understanding is secondary uh, to recitation and ritual. Yeah, and they, so,
0: they don't even have to understand what they're reciting. Yeah. Right? It's just a... Um, we might say mindless recitation, yeah, and, and uh,
1: even with when you hear about uh, uh, like uh, Westerners being captured, and uh, they they've um, they've accepted uh, uh, the teachings of Allah and and accepted uh, 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 Quranic teaching. Um, th- th- there's no th- th- there there's kind of this incantation that you do. So kind of like h- how Christians have this uh, bizarre ritual of sinners' prayer. Uh, that is. Not biblical and 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 if done just as a mantra, I don't even think the most Southern Baptist person would would, would agree that that Be brings, brings about you know <laughs> uh, salvation. Uh, and uh, but within Islam, you don't even need to know the words. Uh, in fact, having having a more precise pronunciation of of. Um, the the, the the Arabic yeah. is way more important than yeah. than your You're understanding your, what it's saying. Right? Yeah, your <laughs> desire, I guess. Yeah. 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 So that's that. Uh, so that's how it uh, uh, devalues uh, us as well. Is, is um, it's it's kind of a mindless uh, uh, process uh, that you don't even know uh, your your heart, soul, mind is it c- can be separate from um, your beliefs, and and that's something that uh, that we don't see. Um, uh, working within nature, either, so it yeah. reduces uh, humans w- within that kind of bifurcating aspect. Yeah. Good, yeah. So, okay, so so
0: th- so that finishes her, um, you know, her discussion of these two r- religions yeah. with regard to um, reductionism. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, the point is, um, uh, when you have a um, ultimate reality that doesn't include the true and the living God, uh, something is left out. Uh, And you have to, so there's a reductionism that goes on, and that affects your view of people, right? that reductionism affects your view of people. It also affects how you treat people, which is what she's going to talk about next with regard to uh, the Nazis, right? The ideologies. Yeah, so she's going to look at a couple of ideologies here. Now, she begins this section, it says, from secular idols to death camps. She says, one of the most powerful ways to engage with seekers and skeptics is to help them to identify their own idols. Very good. The idols are easier to recognize when lived down in practice, especially when they are incarnate in politics and public policy. So we can see, she suggests, the idol more clearly. And so she wants, to, she wants us to take a look here at Nazism and communism as, a, as illustrations of what's going on here. She says, historians have often wondered how such mind-staggering barbarianism could emerge in modern civilized Europe, right? Okay. The answer lies, she says, in the power of idols. Uh, Nazi doctrine was organized around the idol of race an individuals' race, Aryan or Jew or Slavic was said to determine the person's views, character, and even how much they were worth, right? So communist ideology, she says, uh, was organized around the idols of economic class. So Nazism, race, Mm -hmm. communism, economic class. A person's economic class, capitalism of proletariat, was held to be the all-determining factor. And of course, as we've seen in every idol, Based worldview, some parts of the creation will not fit into the box, <laughs> right. right? And uh, so, um, and so, it has to be some facts of general re- revelation. Then, if it, if they can't fit into the box, you have to suppress them some kind of way, right? Or pretend they don't exist, call them an illusion, or whatever. Physically uh, suppress them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this case, that's what's going on, right? So she says, um, uh, as um, uh, She says when uh, idol-centered worldviews are applied in the political realm, there will be some people who do not fit in the state's prescribed box. And as you said, right, they'll be physically suppressed, Mm -hmm. who will literally be suppressed and even killed. So under Nazism, those who did not fit in the prescribed box of race included Jews and gypsies and slobs and Serbs and Poles and Ukrainians and others. They were transported to concentration camps where about 25 million died or were shot to death. Under communism, those who did not fit into the prescribed box of uh, economic class, including capitalists and others, they were subject to forced famines or hard labor camps where an estimated 85 to 100 million died or were shot to death. So both regimes, uh, regimes uh, rounded up uh, dissenting Christians, by the way.
1: Yeah, in there, yeah. 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 Again, because you have a paracultural, uh, para economic, para race uh, uh, ideology, and so um, Christians are going to be uh, involved in, in all those things.
0: Yeah, so millions of people were were killed as a result of ideologies uh, during this time, right?
1: Are you saying that someone's beliefs affect their actions? It is amazing, isn't it?
0: (laughs) She says the lesson here is that the idol-based ideologies are invariably dehumanizing, (laughs) right? And if unchecked, they lead to repression, coercion, oppression, war, and violence. In the 20th century alone... They have taken far more lives and created more havoc than all the religiously motivated witch hunts, inquisitions, and wars of the previous centuries. Right, right,
1: right. and you know we're not just talking about uh, Russia here. We're talking about communist China. We're talking about uh, half of Central America. Yeah. Um, you know, and and if, again, from an economic standpoint, you can only uh, get get blood from a stone for so long until you run out of stone to crush and so um, you know the the evil capitalists um, uh, have uh, were, we're building these farms or these these uh, sugar plantations or you know for Cuba and then um, uh, oil reserves and, and um in and, uh, Uh, brazil ecuador um area and then just taken over and no you're the you're the terrible people you're the bourgeoisie uh you know it's time for the 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 workers who have been oppressed to rise up that's right and to to overtake and and you know uh, uh, famine tends to be uh the 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 biggest thing and then you need to re-educate people because um for some odd reason people don't like when their stuff's taken and uh you know you have to um, say everyone is equal. Hmm. Everyone, uh, you know, according to your means is, is what you must take, but uh, sometimes you just don't want to dig a hole. <laughs> and everyone wants to be the, the poet and the philosopher uh, in those in those ones. No one wants to, um, you know, help uh, bury the bodies.
0: Yeah, yeah good. Here's a, a really interesting point she makes here. She says, the bloodshed and death camps produced by idolatrous idolatries, I'm sorry, idolatrous... Uh, ideologies. Yeah. thank you. Were not, notice, a violation of their principles. Yeah. Right? Uh, they were logically consistent working out of their worldview. Whereas uh, with religious wars regarding Christianity, that was a violation of Christian principles, right? right? right. And so th- their violence was just a working out of what, what uh, their principles were. The religious violence was really contrary to the principles of Christianity.
1: Yeah. yeah. And this is a point that uh, Bonson and Stein bring up in, in their infamous debate um, is, is Bonson asking Stein, you know, is what the Nazis did wrong? And so Stein would say, well, you know, within the whole of Eastern Europe, uh, yes, what they did was wrong. Well, again, he's drawing a circle based on where he wants to you know, be right. But drawing a circle within Nazi Germany at the time, he'd be wrong mm. and then continue to draw your circle out further And say that there's a universal concept where all men are are, should be held accountable to crimes against humanity, and you know you. you
0: Right. So when you ask the question, why? Right. (laughs) Why? Why the circle? (laughs) Yeah. Or why should they be held accountable? (laughs) Right. Well, without some type of transcendence, uh, being there is no. I mean,
1: you know, what is justice? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: That kind of stuff, right? I mean, we we don't hold men accountable to I don't know killing. plants and eating.
1: It. Yeah. Right. Or, or uh, you know, on the Autobahn, you can drive, uh, you know, 200 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, you can't do that on, on our highways. So we don't hold uh, uh, Germans accountable for our speed limits. Right. So, right. you know, what's what, what difference does it make what they do uh, within the confines of their own circle? Yeah. So the study of worldview is not merely a theoretical subject, as we've just discussed, uh, to be discussed hypothetically in a classroom. Idols have life and death consequences. When Romans one says that God gives people up to their destructive Im- impact of their idols, that does not mean only personal behavior. Worldviews are also incarnated in the classroom, in the boardroom, in the courtroom, legislative chamber, and the theater of war, mm-hmm. and and we we see that. And again, uh, is, is is a um, a claim of of holding to an ideal, um, uh, and and someone in violation of that, or are they in, uh, you know are they congruent with with their own uh, ideology? Uh, that's something to to look at when we uh, discuss worldviews. Modern totalitarianism illustrates Paul's teaching that those who do not know God will fall under the yoke of idols. They will be enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, Christianity offers the entire puzzle with all the pieces in harmony, creating an image of en- enchanting beauty. It gives a far richer, fuller, more complex version of reality than any other worldview. Christianity includes the valid insights of all other worldviews while avoiding their weaknesses. Yeah. We get our cake and eat it too. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because again, we're, we're not saying that uh, there there aren't differences between different races of people or, or, you know, within the confines of, of a city, you're going to have cultural significance uh, based on, you know, uh, music or culture or uh, what's worshipped—those th- 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 things are, are important aspects. In fact, uh, talking about um, disproportionality within uh, economic classes is something that's important and should be studied. And outcomes based on those studies um, are, are, are done. And um, saying, however, one part of those should be killed is is a, a much. This uh, bigger step up, then uh, maybe we can uh, restructure the political process so that more people keep their money and therefore uh, can uh, uh, move up and down the economic ladder more easily. So, um, again, What's what's the difference well the valuation of human life right. if if all you are is just a product of your position in the economic class then sure you 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 want to kill the, the the bourgeoisie and eat the rich uh, but <laughs> you don't want to do that to the worker because that that's that's the, the one who works the land except then you don't have a central uh, a, a person that owns the property to care about it, and it falls into repute, and then a bunch of people starve to death. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so again, th- there there are positives that these ideologies bring as far as illuminating what human behavior is, or or just human nature is. Uh, but Christianity is the one that can explain all of it and gives a better view, and there's a lot less death. Because so it unifies <laughs> all of these, and, and you're right, and, yeah. <laughs> if right.
0: that's important to you, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So uh, so in uh, her summary at the end of the chapter, um, she says, uh, What is the common thread running through all of the examples in this chapter? Religions and worldviews that deny the biblical God must treat something else as the ultimate reality. All that's right. principle one, Right. With the exception of uh, other monotheistic religions, they deify something uh, imminent within the cosmos. They absolutize some aspect of creation as the ultimate explainer, right? They reduce everything else then to a single category. That's principle two, the reductionism, right? Reductionism, she says, is like trying to see the world through a single lens, right? G.K. Chesterton called reductionism a mental prison. Whatever does not fit in that prison then is denied and suppressed, right? And, and that's what she's trying to point out here. And so she says the result is always a vision of the world that is narrower, poorer, darker, less humane than the biblical picture. A worldview's concept of humanity cannot be higher than its concept of the divine, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's right. As, as high as it can go. Romans 1 starts his teaching on idols by saying that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. There's probably nothing that modern people hate more mm-hmm. about religion than to the talk of the wrath of God. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> it suggests a picture of an angry, ven- uh, vengeful deity. But the biblical concept of wrath often refers simply to God's uh, impeccable
1: opposition. To evil and
0: injustice,
1: isn't that what we want? Yeah, I mean, is, yeah. isn't that the whole the whole view of uh, oh, why would God allow evil things? Okay, well then, let God. Um, T- take out this group of people that are slaughtering and eating their own children. Yeah. Whoa, 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 that's what, genocide. Yeah, we yeah. cannot have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is this vengeful God doing? <laughs> he just needs to snap his finger like Thanos and make everyone good yeah. and, and conform. Yeah. Oh, but we we, we don't want to be robots. We we, we want to be uh, have freedom to choose. And one of those abilities to choose is to choose evil, right? So, again, uh, yeah. You know, wh- wh- wherever you fall, you're not going to land. So let's stick to <laughs> biblical truth and, and and declare who God is, um, uh, f- because that's what where the truth lies. Right. In fact, <laughs>
0: she says that uh, it, it uh, you know, wrath doesn't even necessarily mean divine intervention in human affairs at all. Right? Sometimes, uh, and as we've seen in principle two, God's judgment often consists in. Notice, giving people what they want. Right, right, right. Letting them experience the self-inflicted consequences of their choices. Yeah. That's part That's part of the judgment,
1: right? Okay, fine. You want to go that way? All right. You can go that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you you want to distill everything down to the oppressed versus oppressors within race or economic class. I mean, you're essentially looking at the political process of 2020 Western world as, as we speak and um, that, that tends to be God removing his hand and, and his blessing from, from a nation or a people or, uh, you know, hey, if you want to go with this your own way, uh, good luck. And yeah. so en- enjoy, enjoy being at each other's throats.
0: <laughs> she says our hearts, though, should break for these people. Yeah, whose worldviews are dark and dehumanizing and demeaning and dishonoring to human persons, right? Yeah. And opportunity is wide open, she says, to present Christianity as radically positive and humane. A biblical worldview does not, um, uh, you know, make uh, uh, deities any aspect of the created order. It uh, doesn't set up a false absolute. And so as a consequence, it does not lead to reductionism that devalues or denies the other dimensions of creation. It does not have to shove the universe into a box and slice off whatever doesn't right. fit, right? It's not an exclusive, but an inclusive uh, type of thing affirming the goodness and reality of all of God's diverse and multifaceted creation including people persons right right yeah
1: right so that that that, that is our ultimate goal our ultimate goal is not to say I won it's ultimately to say God won and we want more you people can be a part to, of it. to to uh, uh, uh Value that as well, yeah. uh, to to recognize that, and as uh, Doctor um, Mitch Stokes says, uh, that we should uh, love what God loves. Yeah,
0: good. She says Christianity fulfills the human hunger for a unified, integrated worldview. To live by, yeah. right, with everything that's uh, that's uh, that's together, yeah. and not piecemealed and things cut <clears throat> off and that kind of stuff. And right?
1: it's it's a good charge for us to, to look at our own presuppositions, um, our our own um, uh, what we bring to the table for our. Our own traditions, uh, that's a big one, is uh, we've always done this way or uh, this is right because, well, I I guess I've never self-examined it. Uh, Those those are things we should, um, again, bring under the authority of of the transcendent God and, and say, uh, are, are my actions um, uh, in sync with, um, with, with what he uh, says is the proper path? Mm-hmm. So uh, th- think of it like uh, a, a train track versus a road. Uh, you know, if, if, if you have a train that's all over the road, it's slipping, sliding, it's, it's you know, uh, sending off spark, it's going into the to the ravine sooner <laughs> than later, but the track tells you, Okay, I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It takes a little little while to speed up, takes a little while to slow down, but ultimately I'm I'm on the right path because I'm I'm within the groove of 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 how we were all made.
0: That's right. Trains were made to run on tracks. That's right. right? If the train says, I want freedom, get me off this track. (laughs) What happens to the train? Right? There is no freedom. It gets bogged down. Right, right? exactly. And it can't move. No trains were created to run on made to run on the tracks, and we're created to to run on the track that God has uh, created us to. She says um, Christianity has intellectual resources to provide a holistic, internal, consistent guide to life. And so it is attractive. And we should work to to help people to understand that. But she says (laughs) being attractive does not mean a worldview is true. To test whether it is true or false, we need to move to principle three, which we will Take a look at next time.
1: Right. right? So, <laughs> principle three and four kind of kind of go well together, um, but uh, kind of in the meantime. We're gonna take a break. We're uh, gonna present you uh, probably a, an interview uh, yeah. that that should be fun, entertaining. Still, still uh, covers uh, topics like um, apologetics, um, but uh, it'll kind of give you a breather because uh, w- you know we essentially did four parts to this one chapter. So, <laughs> yeah. even we need a, a break from yeah. from what we're doing. So, yeah. um, good. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Join us, uh, to that. join us next time. Uh, share the videos. Uh, view them uh, however you like. Uh, uh, watch the episodes backwards if you want to um, uh, but uh, but hopefully you're getting something out of this and uh, we'd like to, to hear from you as well so uh, feel free to leave comments uh, wherever you might find us and uh, thanks for joining us
0: thank you we'll see you next time